Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. What's up, Bar listeners? It's finally here, the Bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there yo welcome to the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the modern the reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here another tuesday super excited as always be coming through your speakers through your earbuds wherever you listen to the bar we're grateful that you're listening and like i do every week i bring in awesome guests by god's grace i finally got this uh young man on my show been uh following him for a while seen him at g3 a few times we have on today none other then uh mr david miller how you doing today sir i'm doing great brother Dwayne. how are you oh man i'm doing wonderful um excited to have you on the show big shout out to my man ed uh for uh hooking us up man and um and and i'm definitely grateful to have you um i love to start the show out by giving you an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself to my listeners those that might not know who you are give you a chance to do that right here well thank you very much I had a very lowly beginning in life. I was not only a depraved fellow, I was also a deformed fetus. I consequently get unusually nervous around Baptist ethics professors who are pro-choice on abortion. Mm. I was born with my right arm only partially developed. My mom and dad divorced when I was five years old. My mom had four children. She was a single parent. I went to the cotton fields and followed her up and down the roads while she picked cotton mm. along with black women and children and provided food for her family. 
our body's frame home was situated smack dab in the middle. Can a brother use a country phrase like that on this podcast? Of course, sir. I, like I told you yesterday, I'm from Turkey, North Carolina, right? Snap dab in the middle next to the bunk. All of that is welcome here, sir. Smack <laughs> <laughs> dab in the middle of an equal lateral triangle mm. of Baptist churches. It was about a mile over to Good Hope. It was only about a mile up to Fair Ridge and only about a mile up to the First Baptist in our community. Wow. Every time I looked up, somebody was coming by to get me to go to church, to go to Sunday school, to attend a revival meeting. Mr. Ray Milner, Mr. Copeland Hill, took an interest in our family. And I would ride in the back of their pickup truck to church on Sunday. Uh, Dwayne, I had the wonderful privilege of growing up hearing old-time country preachers mm. preach old-time gospel mm-hmm. of God's grace in salvation. Every time I went to church, it seemed like the preacher looked me right in the eye from start <laughs> to end. Um, he told me that I was a sinner. He told me that I was a rebel against God's authority. He told me that I was in desperate need of a Savior. He told me that judgment was coming. Mm. Wages of sin was death. He told me to turn while there was time. He said God was gracious, slow to anger, and quick to show mercy to all who looked to him. These old-time preachers that I grew up under, they didn't always have the most vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Always eloquent. They never failed to preach the truth in plain, common-sense terms that a young person like myself could comprehend. They talked about the atonement of Christ, how God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How that God set Christ forth, the appropriation mm-hmm. to faith in blood. Oh my, that's what I grew up on, hearing the grace of God in Christ. Preachers telling me to repent. I heard it over and over again. And I heard it in all three churches. Didn't matter which one I was in. The gospel remained the same. What kind of a privilege is that? <laughs> That's amazing. Usual kind of and special grace is that. Mm. Uh, obviously, I wasn't aware of it at the time. Uh, our family was poor. Uh, underprivileged, to use today's terminology, <laughs> disadvantaged, uh, but not when it came to God's grace. 
were highly privileged. In fact, it seemed as if we were barked off in our horizon, mm. especially looked upon by the God of grace and mercy. For sure. Um, I didn't know it until much later in life that so many other people across the world didn't have the privilege that I had. Right. He grew up in remote areas who never heard a gospel preacher, never read a gospel tract, read the Bible. It wasn't the case with me. I heard the gospel often. When I was 16 years old, on August 5, 1962, though I had heard it so many times before, yet on that occasion, on that Sunday evening, as the preacher preached, the Spirit of God used this incorruptible seed of the gospel regenerated me. He delivered me from spiritual death and darkness and translated me into the kingdom of God's dear son. Mm. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Amen. Turned my life around. He gave me hope. By the time I was 16, began to be affected by a rare form of muscular atrophy. And I was discouraged and without hope and without direction, wondering what the future held for me. But when the Lord saved me, he gave me hope beyond this life. He gave me some new direction for my life. And I soon began to sense the call to pastor, or rather to preach the gospel, and perhaps to pastor the church. Mm. And that's what I've been doing, preaching the gospel uh, for 55 years now. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. I appreciate you taking your time and Walking us through that, that is a beautiful story, man, of, uh, I mean, like you said, God's grace and, and mercy. Um, and so I want to kind of, uh, kind of dig in a little bit because, you know, you talked about being blessed by exposed to really good teaching. Um, I want to know what, what was your response to being, uh, exposed to, uh, really bad teaching? Um, because, uh, if you might not know, uh, Mr. David is I came out of the charismatic movement, um, the whole new apostolic reformation, all of that, uh, God graciously pulled me out of that movement and, uh, and, you know, and made me a, uh, born again believer that, you know, believe only sola scriptura, you know, scripture alone, Jesus Christ alone. And, uh, I wonder just what, what was your encounter like with that? Um, and, and your exposure to those, uh, I guess you could say, bad teaching or heretical teaching? Well, Brother Dwayne, when I was growing up, uh, even to the time I was an older teenager, I, I never was really exposed to that kind of teaching. Mm. Again, 
that's the good providence of the Lord uh, toward me. I was never tempted to go in that direction. I really didn't know much about it. I hadn't heard much about it at that time. Um, so that never was an issue mm. in my personal pilgrimage as a, as a Christian. Now, one of the things that helped me when I was converted at the age of 16, for some reason, now I don't know why, no one told me this. I didn't read it in a book. <laughs> it just seemed that the natural thing for me to do now was to give attention to reading the Bible. I didn't know how to go about that other than just start at the front, mm-hmm. read all the way through. And so I began to read the Bible. Um, I just kind of made a personal commitment. I didn't announce it. I didn't have some pens made up to wear on my tail telling what I was doing, just in my personal life, I decided I'd read the Bible every day. And it's amazing what that did to strengthen my hand Mm. in God. And I suppose to help me to understand the gospel more clearly. And once you have a good grasp of the gospel and you have that standard and that banner lifted up in front of you, it kind of exposes lesser doctrines, Mm. uh, inferior, untrue, unreliable doctrines. And so as I began later on to be in, in, confronted with some of that stuff, it just didn't throw me for a loop or Mm -hmm. cause me to doubt my salvation or cause me to turn to the right or left because I I didn't know a whole lot of theology maybe, especially uh, comparatively speaking, but 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 I was just reading the Bible, mm. and when I came across some of that stuff later on, you know, I I recognized it as as being untrue. It didn't meet the test of what I was reading in the scriptures, and you alluded to solo scriptura early. When you have a commitment to the truth and authority and sufficiency of the scripture. Now, I probably couldn't have said those three things about the Bible when I was 16 years old, but but that was the commitment I had, whether I could articulate it uh, or not. I just, there just never was any question in my mind or heart about what the Bible was. It was the Word of God, and that said enough to me. Mm. And, and it uh, some movement or some uh, doctrine came along, a new wave of 
if it didn't measure up to the Bible, I just rejected it. Didn't spend much time with. It. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, that's that's a really good answer. You know, it it has to line up with scripture. And a lot of times, people are pulled away and fall away because they don't know uh, the Bible. They don't know scripture. Um, so I want to touch on one more thing before we go to the break. Um, you mentioned, um, you know, preaching, you know, for over 50 years. I have a lot of pastors and a lot of preachers that listen to this podcast. And uh, I think I even heard someone ask you this question before. But, uh, you know, 50 plus years of preaching, what advice would you give uh, one of those uh, young guys just starting out either in seminary or feel the call to preach or feel the call to pastor? Uh, what what would the what would the advice be for for one of those guys? Well, I would reiterate what I said earlier. You have to have a high view of the scriptures. You must have an upfront commitment that your calling is to preach the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's about it and preach fads or give book reviews or movie reviews. Your calling is to preach the Bible. And I simply take that to mean verse by verse, line by line. In fact, that's the, been the name of my ministry mm-hmm. for many years, line upon line ministry. Now, for a bit of humor, I might tell you that when I announced to my wife that I was starting this organization called Line Upon Line Ministry. I said, I'm choosing this name because uh, K. Arthur has the other line in that passage in Isaiah, mm-hmm. precept upon precept. <laughs> and she nodded affirmatively that it was so. And then she said, perhaps, a better description of your preaching would be the third statement in that passage. Here a little, there a little. <laughs> and so, you know, the Lord gives you a good wife. She'll help keep you humble. But anyway, I decided that's, that's who I was and what I aimed to do in my ministry was just to preach the Bible mm-hmm. line upon verse by verse. Um, and I began to discover that's what many of the, uh, of the great preachers of the past and of the present time had been doing, just taking this simple approach of opening a book of the Bible and starting at chapter 1, verse 1, and preaching out of that text um, not using, not reading a text mm. from it and never more return. <laughs> that's not preaching. That's, uh, that's topical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, there are skyscraper sermons <laughs> where the preacher tells one story on top of another story. That's not preaching. That's storytelling. <laughs> Bible preaching. It's when the pastor reads a passage of scripture 
and begins to expand and expose and elucidate the items that are in that text. That's what preaching is about. Now, obviously, the jewelry is always still out on how well we do. But we ought to at least know what our business is. We ought to at least attempt to go in this direction and to handle the Word of God faithfully. Amen. Yes, sir. That is excellent advice. Excellent, excellent advice. Um, I like the skyscraper. I, I haven't heard it called that, but I like that. Uh, that's pretty hilarious. You've heard some of you've heard some of those sermons, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes, sir. I've heard those sermons. Unfortunately, but uh, that calling the skyscraper is pretty funny. Good deal. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming. And his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Have you heard about Reform Scratches podcast? No? Well, you can hear it on the following platforms. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcast, Breaker, Overcast FM, Transformation Radio, 12.2, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Whether you're on your way to work, mowing the lawn, or working on the car, you can hear Reform Scratches podcast with DJ Mike 5 anywhere, anytime. Creating, serving, glorifying. <laughs> All right, we're back in here uh, with my new friend, Mr. David Miller. And uh, right here, sir, we're going to get into what I call the bar signature questions. These are three questions I ask all of my guests, uh, guests like Josh Bice and, um, you know, uh, Derek Thomas, everybody that's been on this show have answered these three questions. So the first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you like to listen to? Well, I like Southern gospel. Not surprised. Was, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that was good enough for the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church, and it's good enough for me. <laughs> I enjoy 
a Southern gospel quartet, trio or ensemble. Mm. But now let me tell you something about music. Much of gospel music is a matter of preference, not a matter of principle. Mm. Let's assume that whatever genre, whatever preference you have, that it's principle, that it's true to the doctrines, mm-hmm. that it's encouraging, that it's uh, strengthening, that it meets the scriptural test of allowing one to worship correctly, truly. Let's assume that that's right. Now, having said that, I prefer old-time Southern gospel music. Mm -hmm. But that's not at all to say that I don't enjoy uh, much of uh, other types of music. I'm not one of those who say I don't like contemporary music in mm. the church. Well, that's foolish in my thinking because some of the greatest songs in church history have been written in the last 20 years or so. Mm. Oh, my. I just recently memorized the song My Sins They Are Many His Mercy Is More Do you know that song Dwayne? I'm not familiar Well let me quote you a line or two Go ahead What love could remember No wrongs we have done Omniscient All knowing He counts not their sum. Cast into a sea without bottom or shore. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. What riches of kindness he lavished on us. His blood was the pavement. His life was the cost. We stood neath the death we could never afford. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. Praise the Lord. His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness and new ever morn. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. Now tell me this. Where is there a true child of God who wouldn't say hallelujah Right. song like that? <laughs> to that message. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, to say that I like Southern Gospel as my preference, uh, and I don't like anything that's been written over 50 years or less than 50 years, would just be foolish. Uh, obviously, I don't like these little Seven uh, Eleven ditties <laughs> where you. Seven words, 11 times. Uh (laughs) That's not singing. That's just a bunch of noise. Right. Uh, Songs ought to say something. They ought to 
say something about God or right. great or some biblical thing. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I learned that I, I've been a traveling preacher all these years. I've averaged preaching in over 40 churches every year for 50 years. Wow. About all the same. I've preached in every kind of Baptist church there is. (laughs) I started out at Snowball, Arkansas, Mm. with a treasurer named Miss Isaac. And I preached at Bellevue in Memphis, Tennessee. I preached in the First Baptist Church in in Orlando. I've been in, in, in all in between. And at the seminaries. And guess what? They don't all sing the same or the same right. song. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of broaden your horizons. That's right. You, you have to learn to worship with the saints in different settings. Right. And I consequently have appreciation for music in a, in a lot of different ways. But hard to beat an old-time Southern gospel <laughs> quartet. <laughs> Got it, got it. Excellent, excellent answer. And I appreciate you going into that. That was uh, that was awesome. So the next signature bar question, which I probably know the answer, uh, what book or books are you currently reading? Well, I'm currently reading the Bible. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, read a little of this or that or the other as it comes along, uh, but. I don't read as many uh, monographs as I used to. Mm. Uh, I'm 74 years old now. I'm, as the old song says, I'm nearer to home now than I've ever been before. Mm-hmm. And so focus is, is uh, more narrow than ever before. And uh, I'm I'm reading the scriptures more. Now I try to stay abreast of what's going on in the world. You know, there's these things called podcasts. Mm. Uh, uh, stuff you can read on your on your phone. I try to stay aware of what's going on to some degree. And then you mentioned. Josh Bash, Derek Thomas, and I could throw in other names, Herschel York, and many others who I uh, am friends with. And a lot of times I get my news, you know, eight or ten points removed from when they actually occurred. <laughs> I let these other do a lot of the, a lot of the work, and then. I enjoy the benefits of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Granny well, Miller would have said, don't be dumb all your life. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Well, you kind of alluded to my last signature bar question would have been, uh, what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? And you kind of alluded to that. Didn't know if you want to add anything on that before we get ready to close. No, I don't really have any particular ones that I, that I'm committed to on a sure. consistent basis. Uh, and if I did mention 
one or two, I'd leave out a dozen <laughs> others. Of course. So, all right. Sounds good, sir. Well, listen, I definitely want to first thank you for taking that time out of your uh, day to come on the show. Um, I know we talked last night and you said you was clear this week, but next week you was chasing some uh, white tails and uh, white tail bucks. And and definitely can't. I want to make sure I get to you before then, because I know that take pres- precedent. Um, so I definitely want to thank you again. Um, I love this close the show by giving you an opportunity to uh, kind of speak to the listeners, anything you want to share, uh, whether it's uh, words of encouragement or if you want to just, you know, give the gospel one last time on, on my show, um, because we've been talking about the gospel the whole time. Um, I'm going to give you the floor to, to kind of end it out how you want to. Well, thank you. You know, today, November the 3rd, it's election day. I want to say this to you, listeners. When I prayed this morning, along with other items, I thanked the dear Lord that I live in the United States and I have had the privilege to vote and I've enjoyed all of the freedom, all the benefits that this great nation has afforded me. I've reflected some upon uh, how richly we're blessed compared to other nations. And I've kind of wondered what might happen if uh, Trump is elected and what might happen if Biden is elected. And I have said this in my heart. I thank you, dear Lord, that regardless of which one of these men are elected today and whichever direction this nation will go as a result of that election, I thank you that you still sit upon the throne Mm. and that your providential government rules over the affairs of men on earth. And while I have voted for Donald Trump myself. I thank you that even if Biden is elected, that you're still in control and I'm going to rest in the sovereignty of God. I want to suggest that your listeners do the same thing. Recognize the absolute kingship and providence of our great God and that he still rules in the heavens, and on earth none can say his hand, nor say unto him, what doest thou? Amen, brother. That spot on, man, spot on and timely. I appreciate you sharing that uh, with us. To the Bar listeners, thank you guys for listening to the Bar Podcast, where we are biblical and reform your favorite podcast every Tuesday. Make sure you tune in. Also, I want to encourage you to sign up for Inside the Bar. If you are a part of Inside the Bar, the VIP package, you actually was able to watch this live in the Bar Inside group. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Those that are listening live, if you didn't catch it, make sure you sign up for the exclusive content. Make sure you go to thebarpodcast.com. Check out all the episodes. Also, go to thebargear.com. And until next time, you guys, God bless. And we are out.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.